Will you bow your heads as we pray? Lord Jesus, you know the trials that all of us face. You know the challenges, the hurts, the heartache. There is probably some here in this sanctuary that are hurting right now. We ask, Lord, that you would pour out your spirit in them in such a way that they, they know your blessing. They know that you indeed hear the cry of their heart. And would you speak to them and give them an extra measure of peace and comfort as you work patience in their heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Patience and, and suffering. Uh, we are a people right now that are destined to, to wait. We get to wait for, for Jesus to come back, and that's what our, our sermon series is, is about. We're, we're getting ready for Jesus, and, and we have this eager anticipation. Lord, you're, you're coming back, and, and you're going to take us to be with you, and, and when is that going to happen? And, and oh, we can't wait for that because of songs like we just sung where we're, our heart is poured out to you, and we don't understand the hurts. We don't understand the heartache. And yet, Lord, you've promised to come, and we ask you, to come quickly, right? I mean, have you ever prayed that prayer? I mean, yeah, and sometimes the prayer, if we're honest with ourselves, it, it goes like this, Lord, give me patience and, 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 and please hurry, <laughs> right? That's what we do. The, the Advent season is, is the season of waiting. It's not the season to be jolly, it's the season of waiting. We're, we're waiting for Christ's second coming and, and, and we know he's coming. I mean, the, God's word tells us he's coming. And we can't wait for that. But guess what, folks? The life of a Christian, as James tells us in the scriptures, inspired by God, be patient because the coming of the Lord is at hand. That's, that's what we're called to. The life of a Christian is a life of patience. Now, are we doing it well? Nah. I'm, I'm speaking up here, I'm speaking just as much to myself today as, as I'm speaking to, to all of us that are gathered here. Uh, James calls us out as Christians. He says, we should be patient because the coming of the Lord is at hand. Actually, in verse 9 of that same passage, James says, do not grumble against one another, brothers, and, and we can add sisters. And be patient because... The coming of the Lord is at hand, and do not judge, because the judge himself is waiting at the door. In the next couple of minutes, I'm going to share a parable. I'm going to kind of set things up just a little bit, just to help with the visual talking through it. And as I share this parable, it's a story that was pulled off of social media. Uh, it happened a couple of years ago, and unfortunately, stories like this happen more often than I care to admit. Uh, but it is a, a lesson for us in being patient and not grumbling against one another lest we be judged. If you would, have you ever been in a grocery line and you got into the wrong line? Oh, shucks. Coupons, right? Okay. All kidding aside, here's a mom at the register. Five kids surrounding her, all of various ages, but each of them under the age of six, all of them in various levels of dress, some with a little bit more clothing and coats than others, two of them in shorts and sandals and short sleeve shirts, and it's freezing outside. There's another mom with her kids standing right here in line waiting, seeing 
this mom going through a whole bunch of stuff, and then there's a younger couple standing right here in line, and these are the, the ones that I'm going to focus on for the next couple of minutes. Because it was right here, as they see something unfolding at the register, that it's going to turn your stomach as I share it. Because these are the kind of words that were being shared. Loud enough for this mom right here to hear. We got in the wrong line here. Look at that. What kind of a mom brings her kids out in shorts and sandals on a day like this? What, you know what? I'm, I'm willing to bet that any moment she's going to be pulling out food stamps. <laughs> there they are. That's our tax dollars at work, folks. And, and gee whiz, how many dads do these kids have anyway? This mom who is already flustered is even more flustered as she's trying and things just aren't working. This stranger settles her kids, asks this mom a question. Your children, yeah, adopted or foster? Foster, and they just came into our care just a couple of days ago. These are the only clothes they have. This card isn't working. I don't know what I'm doing. Let me help you. Mom helped another mom, sent her on her way, and proceeded to go to the younger couple and says, I'm sure that mom is grateful for your tax dollar, but that lady has opened up her home and her heart to children that for whatever reason, it was not safe for them to be with their biological parents at this time. Besides that, if she wasn't a foster mom, even if she didn't have the resources, every child deserves to have clothing, food, and shelter over their heads. So thank you for your dime. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, lest you be judged. Be patient with one another. We need to bear up with one another. This couple was feeling that judgment because everybody around the registers was feeling it at that point. They were all paying attention. So I'm sure that couple wanted to just tuck tail and run. We're not told what happens there. Patience. What's happening here in the, in the hearts of, of this younger couple as they see this unfolding is there's a sense of entitlement and pride that's taking place. <sighs> Our time is important. We should not have to wait for this kind of stuff. And why does resources go to the poor like this? This just doesn't make sense in their minds. They work hard for what they've earned. But out of that entitlement, they put themselves in a position to judge when a family just desperately needed TLC, they just needed love, they needed care and compassion and encouragement in a, in a ministry, if you would, that's extremely hard and taxing. And this is, this is just a foster situation. But, but what, if this was, what if this was a widow who's got coupons and, and she's living on a fixed income? And, and, and her family's not in the area, and she's just making ends meet. And so, yes, the coupons matter. What if rather than us going, coupons, I got in the wrong line here. Gee, what if we go, huh, ma'am, can I help you get those groceries to your car? Or what if this person's diagnosed with a terminal illness, or they're caring for somebody with a terminal illness? You see, the reality is, we don't know the stories of the people that God puts in our path, and, and, and he calls us as Christians to be patient, 
to bear with one another, to encourage one another. We get to be the hope for the reason why Jesus comes. We get to reflect that light and love. We should not necessarily use our entitlement to judge. We should use our humbleness, if you would, our brokenness, to minister and care for one another. Because the reality is, when we are impatient, we're acting out of pride and we're acting out of entitlement. And that, folks, is sin. And, and we do it for the Lord also. Lord, where are you? How come I don't see you in the midst of my suffering and my trial? I don't see you around me. I don't get this. Why are we going through this? We're taking God off the throne. We can't see the, the bigger picture. He's promised to never leave us or forsake us. And actually, in James, from that reading, after he says, do not judge, he says, have you considered the scriptures? Have you considered the prophets? Have you considered those like Job, the steadfastness of Job, and all that he lost? Folks, life is hard. Life has a way of teaching us (laughs) patience. And this life isn't meant, (laughs) this is not the way it's supposed to be. This is the reason why God came, and this is the reason why we have the cross, is because we live in a fallen, broken world, and we reflect that fallen nature. Even as Christians, we do that. We let our impatience get the best of us when we should be joyful and just saying, thank you, Lord, for for the gift, because Christ on the cross is the ultimate act of patience. When our hearts were far from him, he cries out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. When the nails hit his hands, when he hung on that cross for hours, bearing with an ultimate suffering and, and pain, he did that for you and for me. And, 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 and why hasn't God come yet? Because God is absolutely patient. You can look at 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. He says, God is not acting slowly as you count slowness. He is patient because he wants all people to be saved. You see, God is more concerned about the well-being of the person, not just clothing and shelter and food. He wants eternal salvation. And what if, what if one more soul is one for Christ before he returns? And what if the Christian church rises up and reflects that every life matters? That's what we get to do as Christians. So what do we do while we wait? We we act patiently, and we do so with a spirit of joy. And maybe, just maybe, we'll have the opportunity to touch lives in a real way that makes a difference, all because of what Jesus has done for us. And, and I said that foster account, that happens more often than you not. Well, I found something else that I want to share with you. Uh, another register, another Walmart, but a different ending. So why don't you watch? Imagine, imagine getting to the checkout counter and for whatever reason you're unable to pay for your groceries. Well, this young man came to one woman's rescue and it left her in tears. 20-year-old Nicholas Tate meets dozens of people at work every day. I'm a big people person and so I just love getting to talk to people and hear about their day and just see how they're doing. And recently on a busy Friday night, he met a foster parent who he says he'll never forget. She was coming through and she had two little girls and a baby and the two little girls were just going crazy and so I looked at her and said one of those days. On top of that, Tate says the line behind her kept piling up. She apologized beforehand. She said, I have never used WIC before. I don't know how it's going to go. 
federal program provides help for low-income pregnant or postpartum women. And for some reason, it wouldn't cover certain items, including baby formula. I tried to run it again, and the wick still didn't work. And so I just, I just felt like God was telling me just to pay for it. All $60 worth, which for Tate is about a day's worth of pay. I swiped it, and instantly she just started bawling her eyes out. To protect the privacy of her foster children, the woman couldn't speak with us. But she took to Facebook to share this young man's act of kindness, saying he told me I wasn't failing and that what we were doing is an amazing thing. A gesture he hopes will spread this message. You never know what God's going to do. Yeah, it might be hard, it might be scary, it might be a day's wage. But if God is calling you to do it, He's, he's going to have something amazing for you. Now, if you have a wonderful day. In Newcastle, Jessica Bruno, Oklahoma's News Channel 4. A small act of kindness that I wanted to share with you just to maybe inspire your heart. And why did that 20-year-old do that act? Three times he credited so what the Lord had been calling him to do. He took a day's wages and he was able to communicate to a mom, Mom, you're not failing. You're doing an amazing thing. And I'm just going to show you just a little support. That's what we get to do as Christians as we consider what Christ did for us on the cross. Amen? Amen.